Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. Let's check out today's podcast. Welcome to yet another episode of the Grace Podcast. My name is Tafara Butai, and this is my beautiful wife, Chipo. And man, we're excited that you could join us tonight for yet another episode of the Grace Podcast. Last week, we had uh, Jabu Jabu, as our guest. And the week before that, we had Dillian. Didn't we have Pastor Henry? Uh, I think we had Pastor Henry. Mm -hmm. And the week before that, we had Dillian. Man, I'm getting Mm -hmm. confused. But man, we've had some really (laughs) phenomenal and awesomely gifted uh, guests to join us at this year Grace uh, Podcast every Wednesday. And uh, we are left with about five weeks. I was counting down Mm -hmm. uh, to... The, uh, the last one of this semester is the 12th of May. Wow. So just a quick reminder sure, uh, that the last episode of the Grace Podcast is going to be on the 12th of May. And then we will resume again in uh, August, September. Amen. So we take so a bit of a break. We're going to take a bit of a break. <laughs> but just a quick, uh, a few announcements okay. that we're going to run down before we get into tonight's study. Uh, please be reminded that if you want to join us for church physically, mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to do so, and uh, you just simply have to go to the website, faithyourchurch.co.za, and book, yep. and uh, book do your we seat. we still have spaces available? We do have do? spaces do? for the first service. Okay. So this one is for the early birds. For the 8 a.m. You know, the, the 8 a.m., the people that like to wake up too early, uh, you can join us for That's the great. first service. It's going to be awesome. So and the awesome. second service is at 10, but it's unfortunately cool. already fully booked. If you want to attend that one, you may have to book... Sunday at 6 p.m. when the uh, yeah. bookings open. Yeah. And also another announcement, exciting announcement, is on the 22nd of May, uh, we're going to be having Power Academy yeah. South Africa yeah. with our good friends, Carly and Ashley Teradez, so cool. uh, all the way from <laughs> Denver. Well, it's actually they're not actually Denver. They're actually not from. They're yeah, originally. Colorado Springs. Okay, okay. okay. It's Colorado Springs. That's okay. where they live. <laughs> but they're from England. You're right. They're from England. And uh, Ashley supports uh, Liverpool, and I'm trying to really get him to repent so that he can be born again and join Arsenal. Praise God. Moving on swiftly. (laughs) Praise God. But before we jump into tonight's podcast, we just want to give a few shout-outs. Let's see who's joining us. Uh, Do you have anyone on YouTube? On on YouTube, on YouTube. We had Tepiso was the very first person to join. Tepiso said, hello, fam. Hello, Tepiso. Hey, Tepiso. Amen. And then we had Pastor Villa and Pastor Denz joining us all the way from Durban. Durban, Campus in Durban. Um, Then we've got Noctula. Lulu also said, good evening, family. Kulufelo and Fayez, good evening, family. Excited for today's word. Well, good evening to you, too. Man, this is awesome. We are, yeah. we are having a bit of regulars on the Grace Podcast. This is so cool. So this hey. is awesome. So, so uh, cool. It's just uh, awesome to know that you guys join us every Wednesday on so Facebook. Cool. Uh, we have Jabu. She's saying, hey, family. Q is in the building. Nice one. He says, yes, we are live. Good evening, family. Tari is saying, good evening, family. Chido is saying, Hey, family. Uh, Cecilia, she's saying good evening. Sabello, uh, Sophie Mtembu, and Dillian. Everybody is saying hello and hello, hello right back, back at to you. you. Amen. <laughs> and so we are excited about uh, what we, uh, our guest tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our guest tonight is my beautiful bride of 10 years. Yeah, Man, it's I'll almost 10. It's 10 years in, in, in October. In October. On the 15th of that. October. Just, yeah, you I know, need to diarize that, that and set an alarm, okay? Because there's no forgetting this in, year. In big font. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be so cool. It's so my beautiful years. wife is uh, is our guest mm. uh, tonight. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Awesome. What do you have to share with us tonight? Awesome. So we're going to start, we're going to start in Hebrews 12 verse 1. I've got so much stuff to cover. I just want to get straight into it. We're going to go straight into the Bible. And we're going to start in Hebrews 12 verse 1. So Hebrews 12 verse 1. Are you there? 
Yes, okay. I'm there. I'm there. Are you there? Okay, I'm there too. Okay. So we're foreseeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Mm. And so we lear- what we learn from this specific passage of scripture is that there's a divinely ordained race Mm. that God has set before each and every single one of us. So whether that race is in the marketplace, you know, whether that race is in the government, in the arena of government, Mm. in the arena of media, arts and entertainment, maybe it's in the family um, uh, sphere of influence or what we, what, you know, we commonly call mountain of influence, or maybe it's really in the ministry, but whatever it is, God has a calling on each and every single person's life. And, And the thing about God's specific calling on our lives is it's not random yeah okay it's unique and it's specific and what that means is that none of us are here by accident you know if you're here you're here because god has called you for such a time as this and not only really has god called you for such a time as this but each and every single one of us is important each and every single one of us is called to a group of people you know there are people that that we have been specifically designed and actually created to reach and to influence okay and what i love so much about this whole topic of purpose and calling is that not only has god given each and every single one of us a calling a specific and unique calling for our lives Mm. but he's also given us every single thing we will need to fulfill that call in other words what god has given us is he's given us the race the grace to run our specific race and you know that that word grace it's, it's most commonly um, defined as unmerited favor. Mm. But that, that grace, that word grace, can also de- be defined as, as, as God's divine enablement. Mm. God's divine enablement to um, really enable us to do those things that we could never do in our own strength. Oh, so God has given each and every single one of us the grace, his divine enablement, to do those things that he has specifically called us to do. Come on. And I love what it says in Second Corinthians. Corinthians 12 verse 9 Paul speaking in 2nd Corinthians 12 verse 9 he says and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you my strength is made perfect in weakness therefore most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me the CEV version mm-hmm. puts it this way it says God's grace is all that I need Wow. But the, 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 the translation that I specifically um, like is really the amplified translation. Mm. And this is what it has to say about God's grace. It says God's grace is more than enough. Mm. God's grace is always available. Wow. And that's the really cool thing because God's grace is always available to help you do those things that he has called you to do. Praise God. Praise God. And I mean, what a time to be alive and to be talking about grace. Last Sunday, we were talking about understanding the times. And one of the things we learned in looking at all the different dispensations uh, was that we are now in the dispensation of grace. Yep. We are now Amen. in the, in the uh, you know, grace uh, age mm-hmm. uh, where God is, is, is as, uh, uh, dealing with us on the basis of his grace. Yep. And I like what it says here in 2 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 9, and this, it's in red, which mm. means this is Jesus speaking. Jesus speaking. And he says to the Apostle Paul, man, I have a grace that's sufficient mm-hmm. for you, and uh, there is a strength that is made uh, perfect uh, in your weakness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's powerful uh, that, you know, we, we, can, we can depend on that yep. grace uh, to run the race that is set before uh, us. Before us. Absolutely. And, you know, 1 Corinthians 15, I don't know if you had it, mm-hmm. you know, on your I've list of it. scriptures, mm-hmm. but, but it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite. The mm-hmm. Apostle Paul looks at grace as a, as a, as a form of fuel, Absolutely. you know, your octane that you need uh, for you to fulfill your assignment. And Absolutely. so uh, I like the fact that it all points to grace yep. enabling us to run this uh, race. Without the grace of God, we would be overwhelmed. No, we'd be completely overwhelmed. And, and, and this is really what I want to talk about. And, and one thing that leads us to be overwhelmed, even though we know God's grace is available for us to run our own race. Mm. And, and now that this issue is really around the, 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 the topic of comparison. Mm. And it, it's sad to 
say, but it's, it really has become a major issue in the body of Christ as Man. well, right? Man. And, you know, the, the, the thing is when we base our worth or when we base our value on what someone else has or what, on what someone else is doing, what we're doing is we're actually limiting the grace of God from freely flowing in mm. our lives mm. to do those specific things that he's called us to do. And so what we see um, today in, in these times that we live in, we see many people not even running their race, mm. you know, not even getting off the starting block of their life's race. Why? Because they're so busy focused on how other people are running their race, That's on awesome. what other people are doing. They can't even start. They can't even, you know, get going yeah. um, on their own race. But I think for me, the the, the saddest thing, I, I, you know, for me is um, seeing many people who are not even running their own race. Why? Because they're running someone else's race. Come you on. know, they're so stuck running a race that they're not even graced for. They're mm. so stuck running a race mm. that they, they're just not anointed to run. Mm. And it's no wonder why we see so many in the body of Christ burnt out. Yeah. You know, it's no wonder yeah. we see many businesses fail. You know, yeah. we see churches that just don't stand the test of time. Yeah. You know, we see things start, stop, start, stop. And it's really all to do with this issue around comparison. So to, tonight, what I really want to talk about is I want to talk about breaking free from the trap of comparison. Praise and God. then really, I want to share with you some tools with our family, some tools around how really you can break free from this mm. trap of comparison, but ultimately how you then begin to access God's grace for your specific race. Come on. Because okay. there is a grace for your race. For your race. It's, not, it's mm. not your grace for someone no. else's race. It's, it's a grace for your race. And, and, you know, while we're talking about comparison, and I know you're going to give us the remedies mm -hmm. and the antidotes yep. of how to cure this thing, praise God. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, comparison always produces one of two things. Yeah, we're going to talk about you that know, as well. It, it produces mm -hmm. a, an inferiority because, mm -hmm. you know, when you look at someone and you see them run fast, yep. you're either going to feel... Like, man, I couldn't do that. Yep. Or if you look at someone and you see them run slow, uh, it can produce superiority. Absolutely. And none of those qualities are godly. None of those are inspired by the Holy Spirit. No. And the Holy Spirit wants us to, 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 to just be delivered from yep. this trap. I like how you put it. It's, yep. it's, it's, a, trap. it's a trap. An absolute trap. <laughs> the, it's, a, it's a trap that you the know. enemy has literally set before us yeah. to steal our dreams, to kill God's vision steal in our, our lives, joy. and literally just destroy any joy that's in us. You know, so it's, it's a trap, and it's really a trap that we have to be mind. Well, we have to be aware of yeah. and very intentional about breaking free from. And I just want to share a little bit, maybe about about really my story, and mm. and you know, you know, you know how you know God started sharing with me these tools to to really begin to break free from the trap of comparison you know mm. i um remember i think it was in 2016 and i began to sense you know the holy spirit um really um calling me to step out a bit more in ministry mm. you know to to just step out uh, to just step out more you know mm. i think you know at that point i was i was pretty content you know just you know doing the little things yeah, and yeah. and I, I remember hiding, clearly in fact hiding out. hiding out and I remember clearly that that the we you'd received a word from San Diego in yeah, San Diego yeah, in 2014 yeah. so actually God had been dealing with me in 2014 yeah. but it's it only in 2016 that you know kind of decided to yeah, step I think, out I, I you know she was uh, her name was Pamela Pam Burns yeah yeah she gave me a prophetic word about yeah, you yeah. and she had never met you never met me before and uh, she was talking about how you were going to do all these things in the ministry and, and how God out. has called you to step up out and step yep. forth and that yep. it was going to be uh, impactful for for many people yep. to to hear your story yep. and uh, yeah i brought that absolutely. word absolutely in 2014 so it was 2016 that word was you know brought to my remembrance again and i remember you know as the holy spirit was ministering to me and i remember just feeling a deep sense of inadequacy yeah. and you know the more i began to analyze the feelings the more i realized that the reason why i was feeling this way was because i was actually comparing myself to other people yeah. you know i mean i'd be thinking what on this good earth would I have to add that someone else is not adding yeah, you know yeah. I mean I have the privilege of being married to the most anointed teacher and I would be looking at him <laughs> saying like why on I mean you got the wrong person That's Lord a bit of you know <laughs> of a description. the a most bit of anointed the side, teacher but, but he is an anointed teacher he is the most anointed he's my favorite preacher teacher husband <laughs> <You have no> <laughs> 
And I remember just looking at you and I remember looking at all these ministers and, you know, how just, you know, they were flowing freely in the in the grace that God had given them. And I was yeah. like, how could I possibly, you know, you know, like step out? And as I really um, began to seek the Holy Spirit's, you know, just wisdom about overcoming these feelings and overcoming this trap of comparison, he really began to show me that by comparing myself to others, I, in fact, was limiting God's grace Praise from God. freely flowing in my life mm-hmm. and actually beginning to step out and do those things that God wanted me to do. So he did, in fact, show me um, about four or five tools that I'm going to have. I hope I have time to share with you yeah. that really I've been applying in my life to break free from this trap. So the disclaimer before before we really begin is I have by no means arrived, okay? Yeah. Even even today while I was putting together these notes, I, I, I you know, I was tempted to, to compare myself, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. had some phenomenal speakers on the Grace Podcast. So here yeah. I am uh, about preparing a sermon on breaking free from the trap of comparison. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, I'm not good enough, etc. Yeah. But yeah. look, I'm, I have not arrived. But the good news is I've most certainly left. Praise and God. because I've left that place, I'm now seeing God's um, grace freely flowing in my life. Um, really helping me and um, Pastor Tafar as we lead the ministry, really helping me in my career as a banker, in my role as a wife, as a mom, as a sister, as a mentor. And, you know, guys, if there's any one thing you need to do is you need to just just listen into what the Holy Spirit has to say for you. Amen. So I want to just share some scriptures that really illustrate the futility of comparing our lives or really living this life of comparison. And so the first scripture I want to share is found in 1 Corinthians 12. And we're going to read verses 12 to 20. Um, the disclaimer again is, I mean, this is a whole exhaustive uh, passage of scripture. So there's, I'm going to try and summarize it as much as I can. But I specifically want us to read uh, verses 12 to 20. And we're going to read it in the New King James Version. Now, this is a very interesting passage of scripture because in this passage of scripture, uh, what we begin to see is we begin to see this exact problem of comparison. And I love this passage of scripture so much because Paul begins to paint a really cool analogy here. And, and what he's trying to um, compare and contrast is the physical human body and the body of Christ. Okay, so Paul starts off in verse 12 and he says, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. Mm. So he starts off by really talking about the physical human being and a physical human body. And I believe the reason why he starts off talking about the physical human body is because it's something that's like present something yeah. that we can actually yeah. relate to yeah and he, and he uses the physical human body to illustrate something that's not always ap- apparent uh that's in the body of christ in other words in the church mm. so he says just as the the physical human body has it's got many members right yeah. ultimately parts. all many body parts yeah. ultimately one thing that we must be mindful of is that it's still one body mm. and then he continues in verse 12 and he says so also is christ in other words so also is the body of Christ. Mm. Then he begins to talk about the body of Christ. He says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And now here he's talking about that baptism that comes with salvation, you know, when we're born again. And he says, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Verse 14, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Mm. Okay. So so again, he he starts off describing the human body. And in in, in verses to five, follow what he begins to say is he begins to say about this human body you know we all know in the human body the human body is made up of different parts different organs different members he says later on in this same you know sort of um, uh, chapter that some parts of the body are big Mm. some parts of the body are small some parts of the body are hidden some parts of the body are exposed Mm. but what Paul says is that all of these parts are needed and all of them must play their parts in other words every single part of a human body Body, must function in the perfection to which God created them to function. Why? So that the overall human body, the physical body, can be effective, healthy, and function optimally. Okay. Mm. And so after he describes the physical human body, he then goes on to describe the body of Christ. So he says, likewise, the body of Christ, in other words, the church. Mm. The church is also made up of different members. Mm. The church is also made up of different people with different gifts, with different functions in the body 
body of Christ. Mm. But the truth of the matter is that every single member of the body of Christ is needed. And all the members in the body of Christ must play their part. Why? In order for the body of Christ, the church, to function optimally. In order for the church to be effective in engaging culture Mm. and influencing all spheres of life. Praise God. Okay, praise God. Then he goes on in verse 15 and he says, if the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I am not of the, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And then he says, if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Mm. Then he goes on in verse 17 and he says, if the whole body were an eye, well, where would the hearing be? Mm. If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? Yeah. But now God has set members each one of them, and that's so key, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, well, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet there's one body. Now, I I absolutely love this passage Mm. of scripture because really what Apostle Paul is painting here is he's painting the age-old problem of comparison. People wanting to function in a different place in the body of Christ that God has not placed them in. You know, people wanting to be someone else that truly God has not created them Mm. to be. And I love verse 16. In fact, verse 16 and 17, it's so funny, right? But it's really an analogy of what's happening in the body of Christ. He says the ear, the ear wants to be the eye. He says the, the foot the foot wants to be the hand. I mean, yeah. this is funny, but really what this is, it's a metaphor for comparison. Yeah, and then and I love verse four, four, 17, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because in verse 17, Paul begins to ask a really pertinent question, right? Mm-hmm. He says, well, if the whole body were an eye, Now, here we've really got to engage all aspects of our imagination, right? And I want you to close your eyes for a little bit. And just, I want you to also close your eyes if you're watching online. And just imagine me as one big giant eye. Okay? He says, if if my whole body was one big giant eye, well, he says, well, how would we hear? You know, because God, we know all, all know that God's perfect design for the human body is not only for us to see, but yeah. it's also for us to smell, for yeah. us to taste, for us to feel, for us to touch. Now, if we were all one eye, well, how would we smell, t- feel, taste and touch, you know? <laughs> and then he says, if the whole body was an ear. Now, here you're probably going to have to engage even deeper parts of your imagination, okay? <laughs> Again, imagine me as one big giant ear. I know it's sounding a little bit creepy, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But imagine, he says, imagine if, you know, you were one big giant ear. Yeah. Well, he asks, how would we smell, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's funny. It truly is funny. But this is what's happening in the body of Christ. And bringing, in, bringing it back maybe to the body of Christ, then my question would be, imagine if all of us were called to be in the fivefold ministry of being an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, and a teacher. Well, the question is, who would do the work of the ministry in the marketplace? Yeah. Who would be out there impacting and influencing people in, in Hollywood? You know, who would do the work of the ministry in the government? You know, who would do the work of the ministry in the arena of the arts and entertainment, media, in the the family mountain? But think, guys, this is one thing we really need to grasp. We are all needed. There is no such thing as an insignificant role. There is no such thing as a role that is less important. We are all needed. Praise God. And, and, And I think, you know, from just from listening to what you said uh, in verse uh, 16 here, uh, and uh, you know where you know the the whole body where an eye mm-hmm. where would be hearing. I feel like the the one of the biggest temptations with us human beings, yeah. particularly me, yeah. uh, in particular, is that it's easier when you see someone function in their mm-hmm. calling. Yeah. It's very attractive, very. so it's easier for you to want that. But instead of wanting the exact thing, what you should say is, man, I want to also function in my area of calling. Because here's the truth. The truth is a dolphin is only beautiful in water. Absolutely. You know, you take that dolphin out of water because it saw the elephant, Mm. you know, trading the the fields and, you know, imposing itself on the earth. And if you take that dolphin out of the water so it can try and do what the elephant was doing, 
I mean, that thing is going to get slimy. Uh, by about 20 minutes, it won't be able to breathe. It, yeah. It's going to be suffocated. Yeah. And that's I feel true. like that's what's happening sometimes with God's that's children true. is that when you try to be someone else or try to uh, step into someone else's assignment, yeah. uh, man, you're going to be slimy like that dolphin. Absolutely. You're going to be suffocated. You're going to feel like man, life sucks. And not because life sucks, but because... Mm. You know, you, you, you're doing something that you're not cut out mm -hmm. to do. The eye uh, shouldn't be tried to hear because it's not created mm -hmm. to hear. And just like uh, God's children shouldn't mm -hmm. be trying to be someone else. The Apostle Paul, this is why he kept reminding himself, if you read all the letters that he wrote, he kept telling people, hey, I'm, a, I'm an apostle. Yeah. Uh, called to the Gentiles. That's my assignment. And he kept saying that in every letter that he wrote. He said, man, not called of man, but called of God. And he kept emphasizing that. And I believe uh, to a certain extent, he was emphasizing it to my se to himself. <laughs> because it. the greatest person you need to uh, convince about your assignment is yourself first. Yes. If you don't, man, you're going to be swayed. Absolutely. And so this Absolutely. is this is this is a powerful this truth. This is so you know this is so powerful, and I think you know it really starts off with being fully persuaded that God did not make a mistake when He created you. Amen. You know God he knew exactly. He doesn't make mistakes. You know He is intentional. There Praise is God. true a space and there's truly a place for each and every single one of us we all matter Amen. you know we all need it um, I like what it says in 2nd Corinthians 10 verse 12 in the King James Version that's 2nd Corinthians 10 verse 12 it says for we dare not make ourselves of the number or yeah. compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. Mm. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Man, that's strong. That's very strong. You know, that word wise um, was actually translated from the Greek word sophos, which really means specifically enlightened, sharp, or bright. Mm. And so now really this verse could could really be interpreted as this, right? Comparing yourselves among yourselves is not the sharpest thing you can do. Come on. It's not the most enlightened thing to do. And it's most certainly not the brightest thing that you mm. could ever do. Mm. Okay. Mm. And and mm. really why is that? And I think you you answered that question right at the beginning. It's because when we compare ourselves to one another, only only one of two outcomes is guaranteed. Okay. Mm. You mm. either mm. find yourself feeling superior like you said, mm. where really you're just looking down on other people, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, and I always use this example, you know, you might find yourself saying something like this. You know what? It's OK. I have a flu, but my neighbor, my neighbor is in hospital. I mean, yeah. how many of you know that none of those two, none of those two is great. None of those two is God's perfect will for, for your life. None of those two glorify God Praise in any, God. any way. But when you find yourself looking down on people, you, you are actually, you can actually find yourself mm. living well mm. below mm. God's very best for you. Okay. Praise so that's, God. that's one of the two outcomes. The other outcome you mentioned is you can find yourself feeling inferior. Mm. And, you know, for some reason, this one is quite common amongst women, mm. you know, where you you think less about yourself. You feel you just don't always measure up. You're not enough. You feel like you're less than who God says you are. I um, feel like the whole huh? uh, cosmetics industry it's is, probably built, that. is built on comparison. <laughs> I mean, they will give you a magazine, you know, with all these people that you're comparing yourself uh, yeah. uh two yeah and by the time you finish reading that, that magazine man you have a six thousand rand bill <laughs> hanging over your head because you're trying to uh, look like those people you're, you're trying, trying to, to look be, like those the, you know light supermodel or dark as yeah, them. It's crazy. uh you're trying to it's be crazy. as skinny as them i mean comparison will rob it, it will steal your joy. joy. It's a thief it, of joy, I think. Um, thief of joy. Someone said yeah. it's a thief of joy it's, it's terrible mm, i think yeah. you know when once we start you know uh, um uh, uh, divorcing ourselves and realizing that God didn't make an accident and mm -hmm. And we, we almost have to become stubborn about it. Yep, that this is do. my assignment. This we is do. what I'm going to do. This is what God created me to do. And I'm going to flourish in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to you know, allow his grace for it to flow through me. You mm -hmm. do that. I, man, life gets gooder. Life gets really sweet. Amen. You know, they say comparison is also the number one reason for insecurity. And in fact, I read somewhere a few years ago um, on drgoogle.com that over 90% of models actually suffer from a low 
self-image. Models. And you know, I remember remember thinking of... That that look look good for a living. Of all the people... (laughs) What do you do? I look pretty. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was was completely stunned because (laughs) truly, you're right, of all the people that should have, um, you know, all the people, they make a living, you know, from what they look like. You know, you would think... (laughs) They they look perfect. Some of them, you know, near perfect. And I'm thinking, man, you you must have... uh, a lot of self self esteem. Yeah. But, but I think No, but I think the reason 90%. really ninety percent. Over ninety percent of models, right? Wow. Um but really the, the reason is because they're always constantly being put in an environment of where they're having to compare yeah, themselves to others. They're constant they they're actually always constantly being put in an environment where they're being that's compared with other women. That's and good. that's what happens when you're constantly putting yourself in an that's environment good. where you are comparing yourself to other people, man, it's gonna beat you down. Yeah. You know, you're not going to feel good. You know, there's going to be a lot of insecurity and just, just life is just going to be a drag. That's good. You know, good. and so... And I feel the need to say this for the parents. I okay. think it also yes, applies. That's a good one. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's going to be a huge temptation to start comparing mm. your children. Yeah. You know, the other one is good at math, but the mm. other one is not so good at math, but they're good at art. Good. The other one is good at uh, uh, English. Mm-hmm. The other one is good at uh, analytics. Uh, they're all gifted differently and when you start celebrating yep. uh, their differences uh, they all of a sudden become significant i have this term that i say that you are only significant in your point of difference from another not in your area of similarity to another that's it you're only as significant at the point of uh, your difference from another not similarity to yeah. another god didn't use like a cookie cutter to create all of us. I mean, our God is a God of variety and he wanted people that... This is why even our... Uh, fingerprints. fingerprints are there are no two, there are no two fingerprints in the world that are the same. And DNA, I DNA think is, is completely is, is different. different. And so many things mm. that God has made peculiar to mm. the person because he wanted you to be you. Absolutely. Praise God. Absolutely. It's okay to be different. You know, God created each of us differently on purpose for I unique a, purpose. I have a, I have a mm-hmm. message here yeah, I must read. Okay. Uh, this one is from Dillian uh-huh. Boyson. She says, yes, models are the worst because their environment is all about comparison. Yeah. And then she says this, memories from many moons ago. <laughs> so it looks like Dillian was a model. Dillian knows what, knows what this <laughs> research is talking about. what this research was about. <laughs> Praise God. Thank Praise you, Dillian. God. Thank you, Dillian. <laughs> Thank you, Dillian. So, I mean, now that we know the, you know, obviously the the futility of of comparison, you know, what are some of the tools that we can begin implementing in our lives to really begin to break free from this trap of comparison and really begin to really flow in the grace that God has for our specific race? Well, the tool, the first tool is, is, is really to practice gratitude, mm. um, you know, to really begin to thank God for who he has made you to be, because there's something about gratitude that forces you to rec- recognize the good things that you already Praise have. God. You know, Psalm 139 verse 14. I love it so much. In the New King James Manasso Version, can quote they can one. quote it because they've actually got it in their bedroom. Yeah. So each and each, each of us um, got to choose a scripture that we wanted to put as wall art in our bedrooms. And um, our our daughters chose this specific psalm, Psalm 139, verse 14, which says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows Knows. very well. I like that that because do do you know the, the, the problem with comparison? is that most people's soul does not know it well that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. And we know that, you know, the soul is really talking about the mind, the will, and the, and the emotions. Mm. So the challenge here is most people just have not uh, taken the time to really renew their minds to the truth of who they really are in Christ. And so every time I find myself falling into the trap of comparison mm. and those limiting thoughts come to my mind saying, you know, I'm not enough, I'm not capable, I'm not as good as so-and-so, so mm. I'm not as funny as so-and-so. My kids are not as well-behaved mm. as so-and-so, yeah. you know. I, what I do is I go into the Word of God and I start making sure that my soul knows it well, wow. that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Praise and I mean, God. here are some of the things I begin to speak over myself, right? Mm. Because really, the truth of the Word is that we really create our world with our words. I begin to say that God carefully put me together, Amen. you know. I begin to say, you know, my personality, my gender, my 
my color and everything else about me was orchestrated by God for a specific person, purpose. I begin to tell myself that God didn't make a mistake when he created me, yeah. that I am his masterpiece, that I am his finest work of art, you know, that I have a destiny without rival, yeah. that I am a one of a kind Praise original, God. that I can, you always say, with God, I can cut a new path. Yeah. I can do and I can be someone that has never existed before. You know, you are a unique, you are an original. In fact, here's the thing. Everyone is born an original. Mm. Every single one of us is born an original. But the sad thing, and it's so sad because this is the body of Christ, most of us spend our lives living as a copy. Wow. You know, most of us spend our lives living as a copy. Mm. And so my message to you this evening is stop living life as a copy. It's okay to be different. It's okay. Come on, someone type. It's okay in capital letters. It's okay to be different. God God made us different. He made us unique for a specific purpose on purpose. And here's the thing about the difference between an original and a copy. Mm-hmm. The original is always more valuable than a copy. Yeah. Why do you want to be a copy? An original is so much <laughs> more valuable than a copy. So be yourself. To, you know, be yourself. There's yourself. value. There's immense value in being yourself. There exactly. is immense value in being who God calls you to be. That's awesome. And, um, and so that's number one. That's number one. That's yeah, number one. Gratitude. That's number one. Can I also end there? Because I think it's also, it's also, um, it's practice gratitude and really just begin to praise God for what you are, mm. who you are mm. and where you are. Mm. You know, and I think that's where people get stuck. You know, you, I've learned you can never go to the next season in life despising where you are mm. in life right now. You know, you need to be grateful and begin to thank God even for where you are right now. So Praise let's God. be excited. Let's Let's be thankful. No excel, no sulking. Be excited Practice. about where you are in life right now. Practice gratitude. <laughs> Practice gratitude. <laughs> now the second um, tool, and I'm always torn about really how to label this. You know, um, you know, I'm torn between two, 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 two ways to phrase it. We'll help you. Uh, you we'll can, help you can help choose. me choose. Okay. Choose, choose the so, one so, that okay. Fits. So you can help me choose the one that fits. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, it's, it's. You need. We need to roll up our sleeves. Okay. Yeah. In other words, we need to begin to faithfully steward the season of life that we're in and really trust God with our needs. Amen. And this one is so, um, so very dear to my heart because again, I know I've shared this story so many times, but you know, there's some people that probably haven't heard it. When I started in the, in the financial services industry, yeah. I mean, and here I was, I'd graduated with a, with a master's degree and, you know, maths and fi- maths of finance. And, you know, I'd gotten my very first job and, and, t- you know, my, my expectation was that, you know, I was going to be sitting in the corner office, you know, mm. I was going to, I had arrived, I had arrived with my master's degree yeah. sitting in the corner office with the glorious view but to my shock and horror I was relegated to coloring in spreadsheets and you know on the odd occasion to getting coffee for the whole team (laughs) and I mean it it was quite frustrating right because you know I I started looking at other people who'd graduated in my class and I mean they were doing big things man they were flying all over the country they were solutioning for clients and here I was stuck a little desk in between the hordes of people coloring in spreadsheets sheets (laughs) and really at that point i really needed to make a choice i could either you know like completely quit and and move somewhere else where they appreciate my value right (laughs) but how many of you know that winners never quit okay (laughs) and i'm not i'm not a quitter okay and so i decided i wasn't going to quit i decided you know what i was going to faithfully steward where i was in that season in my life and i began to look at those spreadsheets um with a completely new perspective i mean i began to see how areas and ways in which i could automate these spreadsheets how i could make them more efficient for my boss and for my colleagues And, and it's funny because the moment that I changed that mind shift is the moment that I just started seeing favor in my life. Praise I mean, people, God. I started seeing people come to give me all their spreadsheets and it started off with my team. Then it started off with pretty much everyone on the floor. Yeah. And the next thing I knew I was, I was, I was promoted to be a trader. The yeah. next thing I know I was promoted to manage a really significant, you know, uh, billion rand uh, portfolio. We need to learn how to faithfully steward the season of life that we are in. Come on. And I like the, the, the word faithfully. Mm. 
in that in that context because we know that in Luke 16 mm -hmm. uh, from verse uh, 10 11 and 12 is Jesus is teaching us on faithfulness mm -hmm. and one of the things he says uh, in those three verses I believe it's in verse 11 he says uh, if you learn how to be faithful with the little mm -hmm. you will be entrusted with much if you learn yeah. how to be faithful with uh, you know the, the the season that you're in yeah. Uh, uh, you see, because once God gives you an assignment, it's always going to come in seed form. Absolutely. And you have to steward yeah. over it. You have to grow yeah. it. And you have to uh, um, just, you know, Amen. faithfully steward that season for Amen. it to grow and become and, you know, what God intended for it to, to become. So that's very important. Yep. And it's the key word I take away from that is, you know, faithfully. Faithfulness, faithfulness. Yeah. I mean, I even There's look at your life. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I look at your life. You know, many people look at you, you know, you know, it's such a glamorous. Uh, next week, you're going to be in Richards Bay preaching uh, Grace in the it's, Marketplace. It's the you know, you, you're jet setting all over the world. I mean, your life looks so glamorous. But what many people don't realize is that Faithful Church started with a group of 21 people, yeah, right? And there 13. was a great temptation to look around to see what everyone else was doing. Yeah. There was a great temptation to say, you know what, maybe I might really have missed God right yeah. but we were determined to faithfully steward those 21 people like yeah. we were literally stewarding hundreds and thousands and millions of people and here's the thing God went before us I mean God began to open doors of opportunity God began Praise to God. connect us to the right people and and and, and you know this is God's grace. And, and we're not talking about work. You know, we're not talking about toiling because really yeah. toiling is done in your own strength. We are talking about allowing God's grace to flow through us. And Praise so when God. you are faithfully stewarding the season of life that you're in right now, you're allowing God's grace to just flow, freely flow through you Praise and God. ultimately enable you to do the things that he has called you to do. Amen. Amen. We're gonna so we're going to have to rush. We're gonna, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually going to have three. Okay. Oh, you're going to have extra three? I'm, I'm, no, no, oh, I'm actually going to, I'm only going to have three today. Because oh, you're only going to have three. Three. And then, you know, we can, we'll we can, we can take one. care of the others uh, if, in another if, time. Uh, if the people comment that they <laughs> want to hear the fourth one, we'll take care of the fourth <laughs> one in the next. I, I want to dwell a little bit on, on point two, and then yeah. I'll go to point three, and that'll be my last point, and I'm going to close, okay? Yeah, yeah. There's a scripture found in Job 23, verse 14. And it says, for he, in other words, speaking about God, performs the thing that is appointed for me. And mm. then it says, and many such things are with him. And that is so um, powerful. And that's really been so um, um, instrumental in my life when I've been tempted to look and see what others are doing to mm. remind myself that ultimately it's God. It's God's grace that is performing the thing that he has specifically appointed for me. And the truth of the matter is, guys, there are so many good things that God has planned for you. God has a good plan for you. God Very has bad. good paths for you. And so we really need to begin to faithfully steward the season of life that we're in and ultimately trust God to take you where you need to go. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. That and then awesome. the final point, because I Before think we're about to close. Before you share the final point, mm -hmm. uh, I just want to let our viewers you know, know that at the end of the program, we have a surprise little video. <laughs> of what happened behind the scenes uh, for you. Oh, really? And uh, we're going to play a little video that's going to make you crack <laughs> up. Yeah, so that's going to be awesome. So you want to make sure you stay on <laughs> after this point. It's, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the, 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 the third and final point um, really was inspired by one of my favorite um, Karis Bible College um, uh, lecturers in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the question he is always asked uh, which I'm sure is a question that every pastor is always asked is, you know, can you give me a three-step methodology on how to live a victorious life, yeah, right? Yeah. And his answer is always this. And this is really what I want to leave you in closing. It's to step number one, look at Jesus. Yeah. Step number two, keep looking at Jesus. And yeah. step number three, keep on looking at Jesus. Wow. And if all that fails, well, you go back to step number one, okay? But that's really my, uh, my closing point. Is, is, is look at Jesus, keep looking at Jesus, and keep on looking at Jesus. And I want us to go back to this passage of Scripture that we started this broadcast on, right? So we're going to end um, this, the, tonight's message where we started. And that's in Hebrews 12. And we're going to read verses 1 and 2 as we close. 
So that's Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2 as we close. It says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. I'm going to interject here because I love the Amplified translation says, let us, let us look away from everything that will distract. Mm. And, and I think that's so pertinent in this today when we're, while we're talking about comparison because yeah. really comparison Can is just there to distract you okay yeah. so it says let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us it says let us run with patience the race that is set before us and then i'm going to just read the first part of verse two it says looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and so we run this race by simply keeping our eyes on Jesus. Hmm. And keeping our eyes on Jesus simply means looking at Jesus as our example and really the focus of every single thing that we do. So if you're leading a church, Keep Jesus as your focus. Praise if you are running a business, Jesus needs to be your focus. Yeah. If you're if you're looking to raise a family, a godly family, well, you need to keep looking at Jesus as the focus of you raising your families. And Praise I love God. verse two. It says, "Looking at Jesus." Another translation says, "Keeping your eyes on Jesus, Hallelujah. not on others. Mm. You know, not on other people's ministries, yeah. not on how the, how other people are are running their race, not on other people's businesses. Mm. You know, not even on other people's careers." Not on other people's callings or giftings. You know, there's a great temptation to look at what other people are, are gifted to do. Uh -uh. It says not looking at any of those things, but on Jesus running your own race, walking in his assignment for Come your on. life. Why? Knowing that with the call of God comes the grace of God for your race. Praise God. Praise God. Man, I'm telling you, that Thank was you, awesome. Jesus. That was Fun. And so just uh, to jog your memory, three ways mm -hmm. you can get rid of the spirit yep. of trap, actually. The, the trap, the trap of, of, comparison. of comparison. Number one. Practice gratitude. And you've got a, they, they, they had a song uh, growing up called Count Your Blessings. Yep. You actually uh, do. Name them one, one by, by one. one. And that's what yeah. you need to do. You need to count your Absolutely. blessings and name them one by one. Amen. And uh, man, your heart is going to be filled mm -hmm. with gratitude. Amen. Number two. Faithfully steward faithfully the season steward of the life season that you're in. Of life that you, stop complaining. Stop, com stop complaining. You know, stop just, complaining. Uh, and I you know I the, like the word complain actually comes yeah. from a greek word which means to remain yeah and so what you find is when you are complaining you are remaining in, in that season spot. of life that oh you're in you're goodness. remaining in that uh, area or that circumstance or that situation that you're complaining about come on man so if you want to move to the next season of your life it's time to stop complaining stop complaining mm -hmm. and faithfully steward the season of life, of that, life you're that you're in so number one gratitude number two faithful Faithfully, faithfully steward, steward the season of in. life that you currently and in. And number three, looking, looking at Jesus. Amen. And keep looking. Keep, it's look at Jesus, keep looking at Jesus, and keep on looking at Jesus. Oh, man. Amen. Tonight was awesome. Thank you, I'm Jesus. You, this is uh, a message you, that you can go back mm. to and listen to. Yeah. Uh, over and over again and uh, every time you go back mm -hmm. you're going to pick something up Amen. that's going to uh, radically change your life and mm -hmm. uh, man thank you so much for joining us uh, I just want to remind you again yes. if you would like to attend in fact before we do the announcement I promised you guys a video yes. of something that <laughs> happened before we uh, started the broadcast Can't this wait. one is going to make you laugh and uh, the guys uh, let me explain afterwards i'm gonna ask the producer to play the video hit it <laughs> oh man are you winning it's not dragging it's not dragging Oh, it looks like it's not dragging. Uh, let's give it. Let's give it two more seconds, because the people are waiting. <laughs> uh. Everybody's waiting. Everybody's waiting. Yeah. They must speak in tongues. <laughs> 
Okay, it looks Let's like... Start praying in tongues. It, it looks like, it looks like uh, we are having a technical <laughs> glitch here. Ah, yeah? okay. Well, what uh, we could do... You can't do it? Well, what we could do is we can have it on our social media. So we can have it on our Instagram page. Let me take a look. Mm-hmm. Let me take a look. You want to take a look? Yeah, let okay. me take a look. While you're talking... Okay, to well, me, well let me give you a... Oh, let me give, oh there we go. Okay. <laughs> How many minutes? <laughs> so you know what you do when you end? You know where to go back, right? You click the camera icon at the top of ECAM, and then we go back. Let me know how many seconds. Yeah, you're muted. You you yeah, we're coming back. Yeah, how we're come we can't... Back. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let me know when it's finished, eh? But the is yeah, Ow. <laughs> how many, how many, how many, how many minutes? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so that's what transpired <laughs> behind the scenes. You know what? You, are we on? Are we back? Do you know how to get back? Oh, Just click so the hilarious. top uh, camera icon <sighs> at the top of eCam. The camera icon at the top of eCam. Let me know when you do that. Okay, cool. So that's what transpired <laughs> <laughs> earlier on today. Ah, uh, man, I had to get some makeup. His, some his forehead was shining My a little bit too go- much. I came in with the glory of the Lord. That's what happened. Rise the, and shine. I went to the Mount of Transfiguration and came in with the glory of the Lord. And, uh, man, they couldn't handle it. No, the we people, couldn't. The people needed veils. Yeah, no, no, the no. cameras needed veils. And so they decided they were going to put powder on me. And the funny and, thing, uh, he said, we're not the same. Back. <laughs> but it's back. You know, the glory is too strong. <laughs> It came back, so yes. We love you guys. Yes. Just a reminder. Uh, what's the reminder? Life, the reminder okay, is um, okay. The shout outs. We always we, we always forgotten about the reminders. We always gotta give shout outs. I see here Tinashe is on. He's given a, 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 a which heart. Tinashe? Tinashe, Tinashe who's here? Is here. Okay. Is in the building. He's in the he's building. Is on Facebook. Uh, Mto is in the building. Uh, what's up? Uh, we are. Uh, Jabu says it's not shiny. You know, she's, <laughs> she's in my corner. So praise God, not shiny at all. <laughs> Amen. We well, well, I love uh, the representation on YouTube. I mean, we had Brenda, we had Jabu as well on YouTube. On YouTube, interesting, eh? Paulina, uh, Noctula. Sipo, Sarah Chetty joined us. Nokulunga, Mukwena, she put in capital letters. It's okay to be different. Yes, it is. We've got Sean Tatsi joining us. Greg, hi, Greg. Greg Boyson also joined us. Oh, we had so many people. Nontlantla, Nontlantla also joined us. I was about to ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was also saying, where's where's Nontlantla? You know, Dubai, (laughs) represent. I was going to ask, you know, I was listening to the name. She was, she's here. And I was saying, where she's is She's representing. She's, she's in the building. I, we love her. She well, joins every Wednesday. <laughs> she's, a, she's a regular. We love you, Nontlantla. Faye says, damping your glow. Yeah, they're damping my glow. <laughs> and uh, Simeon says, so pretty, Pastor T. I don't know if that's appropriate. I'm going to have to have a meeting with you next week, Simeon. <laughs> great, great voice and says, thank goodness I'm not there. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm still the man's man. I'm still tough. Uh, I can bench press 100 kgs. <laughs> okay, you can blame it on me. I made him do it. He was just shining a bit too much for my liking. So yeah. I but made, anyway, I made we him love do you it. guys. Remember, you. Uh, you can Embrace register the for the first service. Uh, if you would like to join service, live groups tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow at, uh, at 7, p.m. 7 p.m. All over the city, man. It doesn't matter where you're at. You can join a live group. You can join a group of believers that like to mm-hmm. hang out and do life together, uh, studying the word of God. And uh, man, it's it's just Amen. fun Amen. doing life with Amen. fellow believers. Amen. I love it. And we've got our water baptisms on the water 24th of April. Water baptism on the 24th of mm-hmm. April. If you are a mom and you have teenage uh, children, yep. please make sure you uh, subscribe to the youth. Yep. Uh, 316 mm-hmm. Youth. Uh, Zoom call every Friday at 6 p.m. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, we love you. God bless you. Until ne- next week, it's going to be week, fun. So it's be, be sure good. to be back. We love you. God we bless love you. you. God bless. And uh, bye-bye. Bye.